Reminds me of the story when the boy says to the girl, what is a nice girl like you doing here? And she says, I don't know, just lucky, I guess. <laughs> everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Exploited. I'm Alexis Chowski. And I'd like to think that if I joined a biker gang, I'd have something a little cooler than just some random dirt bike. Oh, yeah. Like these guys, they just got random bikes. Yep, I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we are talking about Motorcycle 1965, directed by Russ Meyer. Uh, we don't need to go into Russ Meyer's filmography and stuff again. We have twice before. <laughs> I say this is number three. Yeah, a Russ Meyer list of probably several more to come. But yeah, we did Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, and we did Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So if you want to find out our thoughts on Russ Meyer as a human being, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, go back and listen to those ones. Now this one he did before Faster Pussycat. Yeah, and um. The copy that we had on YouTube for free has Spanish subtitles. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. I'm like, all right, sure. Yep. So it was like a real like exploitation experience. Yeah. <laughs> from way back when we did stuff before and had to pirate every movie. Ah, yes. But we're legit now. We only go with what is available to stream. Yeah. What? <laughs> yep. We pay for movies. I know. Didn't no. have to do it this week. No. This week, everything was free on YouTube. Yep. So if you're interested in watching either of these films for some reason, uh, they are on YouTube. Well, some people might be interested in Motorcycle. That other movie, yeah. our bonus, when we get to that fucking thing. Yeah. Now, Motorcycle is, is probably an okay watch. Yep. So we just start with some dude fishing, and he's got yeah. Sexy Girl with him. And uh, presumably his wife... His girlfriend, whatever. I know I wear my bikini when I go fishing. I think it's his wife. I think he later says, oh, it's my wife. Um, but she's, like, teasing him, you know, sexually. She's, like, rubbing him, and he's like, stop, you're, you're, you're fucking up the fish. It's like, yeah, but also, she's kind of cute, though. Yeah. And then, so she just jumps right in the water, and she's like, you got the best thing here on the line right now, buddy. And he, he's not impressed. I mean, this guy would rather have fish than women, so... You're saying he'd rather have fish than fish? Oh, that's mean. <laughs> and then well, suddenly... She, I mean, once she goes into the pond... Yeah. She has to shower after that. And so we, uh... We go slam right into credits. And motorcycles. <laughs> Why, you little... <laughs> Now you've screwed up the fishing. You've got the best there is on your line right now. <laughs> the, first, the first series of motorcycle credits we will have this week. And for some reason, this cast, when it shows them on the screen during the credits, it's separated into the women and the men. Yeah. Because kind of odd. Russ Meyer is a sexist. Well, I mean, you can tell that just by watching his movies. And top build woman is Haji. Yeah, we'll see her. Well, we have seen her. Yeah, she but was for people, in Faster but for Pussycat. people watching them chrono chronologically, they'll see her again in Faster Pussycat. Yeah, well, this was her first thing. She's top build. She was formerly an exotic dancer. Yeah. And then um, Russ Meyer liked what she did, so he's like, I'm going to rewrite and give you a bigger role. Yeah, she's not bad here. No, she's not bad. She's better here than in Faster Pussycat. Yeah, she is. I think she's, like, alone. Yeah, probably. She's not competing with other evil women. She's just right. the only... Not even evil. Kind of just doing her thing, trying to survive. And then we get our, our bikers. Yeah, these guys. Uh, there's Slick, and then Dante, who's the Italian one. Right. And... Looks like, looks like a greaser out of fucking... 
uh, outsiders or some shit. Yeah, but then he'll just start randomly speaking Italian. <laughs> yeah. And um, Slick is the one that his obsession is with the radio. He carries this little transistor radio with him. Yeah. That poor bastard. <laughs> and then their leader, the, the Vietnam vet, which I find surprising because Vietnam was rather new at this time. That was in 1965. Vietnam was still going on. <laughs> it barely started. Yeah. Um, so we have a guy returning from Nam. This is apparently one of the first depictions of uh, a, a returned Nam vet. That loses PTSD. his shit. Yeah. yeah. And his name is Brahmin. And so we know that this takes place somewhere out in the desert, and it's 200 miles away from Disneyland. Because somebody has a line there about like, hey, you want to have fun? Disneyland is 200 miles that way. It's like between oh no, there's a there is a sign. It's um, it's near. Let's see, I wrote it down because I actually I think it's Blythe. Blythe. Blythe I'm not even yeah. sure where that is. It's uh between Vegas and um L.A. in uh Mojave Desert. So just in the middle of nowhere. It is literally in the middle of nowhere. If anybody's been to Blythe, it looks just like it does in this movie. There, it still hasn't changed much. It's still pretty much nothing. Yeah. So the guys on the motorcycles, they come up, and the cute girl yeah. from the beginning is just uh, taking a nap <laughs> and sunbathing. I, I uh, literally took the note. I was like, oh, so that's where we are, Blythe. I see nothing has changed much in the last 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I probably passed through it. Cause oh, we, I'm sure you have. I think it's on what, 15. Is that one of those, like, blink-or-you'll-miss-it towns? I mean, I think they have some, like, food to stop. Pretty sure I've stopped there a couple of times, but... Uh, Blythe, California. Let's see. Yeah, it's off the 10. Have you ever taken the 10 out? Yeah, I have. 10. Uh, it's actually... Let's see. Oh, it's really near the Arizona border, actually. It's close to Needles? Uh, let's see. Where is Needles? It's a It's like a, just down the street, down the highway from Quartzsite. Okay. Uh, Arizona border. So, yeah. But anyway. I they, mean, our, listen, our listeners probably don't know where any of this is, but it's literally the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah. Like, there's nothing out there. But anyway, these motorcycle folk, they, they roll up on uh, the girl. She's napping motorcycle, motorcycle is being generous. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, like... These are dirt bikes. These look like the kind of shit the 16-year-olds in my area ride they're, around. They're glorified mopeds. They're pretty lame. <laughs> But they they roll up and yeah they're they're gonna rape this girl. They're on their way to Vegas, by the way. And but they're like, hey, let's let's stop over here and do some raping. Time to do some raping because that's the only kind of movies we watch. Oh yeah, and um yeah, that's that's exactly what they do. And then the, she starts screaming for her husband, the fisherman Frank. Yeah, and he's like, oh, take your slimy bodies and get out of here. And so they they beat him up. Yep. And they uh, they have their way with this poor girl, and I'm like, wow, what a way to start a movie. <laughs> on the plus side, not on screen, so yeah, up uh, small favors. Brahmin is evil because he grabs this girl by the hair, and he's like, "Hey, baby, you're gonna hate yourself in the morning." Yeah, well, he is. He's pretty <laughs> terrible, but he's awesome. Well, we can talk a little bit more about <laughs> Brahmin at the end of the movie. Yeah, the oh, the when he loses his shit towards the end. Yeah. And then suddenly we get Gail and Dr. Corey Maddox. Corey Maddox is played by Alex Rocco. Did you recognize him by chance? He looks very familiar. He's Mo Green in The Godfather. Oh, okay. Um, this guy, Alex Rocco, was actually a real mobster. Oh, no shit. He was involved with the Walter Hill Gang of Boston. He took part in the Boston Irish Gang War. Oh, like like the kind of shit they... Yeah, wow. Yeah, he he was uh, allegedly involved in all kinds of high-profile stuff, but... So he's like the white version of uh, Danny Trejo. Yeah. Um, he did go to jail for assault. That's all they could ever get him on. And then after his jail term, he decided to quit crime in and took up acting. That's and this was his first role as an actor. That's what happened to Danny Trejo. I think Danny Trejo spent 10 years in the in the pen... And then got out and goes, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to be I'm a gonna, doctor. I'm going to play gang members in, <laughs> in movies for a while until everyone loves me. And then I get all sorts of fun roles. But Gail and Dr. Cody, they're married. He's a veterinarian. And 
this woman is thirsty for him, like, the whole fucking time. Yeah. And um, I didn't know he was a vet at first, because she's like, I'm gonna go drop in on Martha and check out her new offspring. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of thing is that? <laughs> but they're talking about a horse. I won't be long, Angel. Oh, you'll be a good half hour and you know it. So help me. The way Sam frets about that dog, you should think he was a prized German shepherd instead of a Duke's mixture. I guess the Sam it is. <laughs> and you're just as bad, Corey Maddox. You know, sometimes I wish I had married an MD instead of a veterinarian. At least I could compete with human patients. You're always picking on me. Oh, get out of here. Oh, by the way, we have some unfinished business later. If you won't get the troops out of the hot sun, Lieutenant, I suppose we're just left to our own devices? I'm going to drop in on Martha and check her new offspring. Compare note. You might pick up a few pointers yourself. I'll see you in a few minutes. Yes. Well, he goes to go do his vet stuff. She's left behind, and guess who shows up? Yeah, our our rapists. Uh, yep. Our, I'm not even gonna call. I'm not gonna call them a gang. You need more than three dudes to make a motorcycle gang. This is one of the the, the roving rape gangs from the the, the Tasha Yar Mir universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dante, who only speaks Italian, he's just screaming Madonna, Madonna, and um. They're like, we thought the bikini chick was something. We got this a girl here now. <laughs> yeah, all right. Because uh, nothing like an exaggerated bullshit Italian accent to to start your day. Yeah, and um, and they're circling her on their their bikes like they're fucking vultures. Yeah, and harassing her. They're like, hey, you live around here? You want to ride on my bike? And then out comes Doctor Cody. Dr. Corey, rather. My notes kept wanting to call him Doc Cody. I mean, that'd be just as good of a name. Yeah, but he's Corey. And he comes, and he, he fights them, and he, he beats them up. And he grabs he grabs his wife, and they, they drive away, but his name is written on the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah. Name, phone number, address, and everything. <laughs> we get the Doc and his wife at home. She's sleeping naked in bed because Russ Meyer movie. I was going to say, because Russ Meyer, also, exploitation film. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is part and parcel for what we do. And then, oh, well, he's topless, too. He's all, like... Doing paperwork naked or some shit. Yeah. Must be hot. Well, it is Blythe. It actually is hot. It may not have air conditioning, so. Hey, this is the Mojave Desert, you know? 1965 Mojave Desert? Yeah. Actually, they probably don't have air conditioning, and they're just trying to stay cool. And so um, she's like, come into bed. You know, you're sitting up with a cold ledger instead of laying down with a warm wife. She's like, I, I need sex right now. And he's I like. Can have penis? Yeah, she's like, well, he he gets in the bed. He's like, I'm, I'm worried about them bikers. She's like, ah, no. They're, they're 100 miles away from here. Now, fuck me. Well, then the phone rings. <laughs> Which he answers while doing stuff. Yeah. And Classy. it's, you know, a client of his that's like, come look at my pregnant horse. And he's like, oh, uh, I'll, I'll do it in the morning. I'm I'm busy right now. Yep. But then we, we, we get to the next morning. We don't get to see them fuck. No. This is 1965. We're yeah. not quite there yet. He's like, hangs up the phone and he's like, okay, we're going to do it now. And then it fades to the next morning. Yep. Where he's going out to visit this woman, Jessica Fannin. Man, I wanted to like vomit every second she was on the screen. Oh, she's terrible. She's like supposed to be attractive, I guess. She's rich. Yeah, she's Well, she's she, she apparently married wealthy. But neither of them seem to care. And, yeah, she owns this horse that named Starlight, who is a very expensive broodmare. And she wants Doc Corey so bad. Um, not not to impregnate the horse. Not to impregnate, no, to impregnate her. <laughs> right. I can't tell how old she's supposed to be. She's just kind of icky. Yeah, and, um, and of course, Gail is, is jealous that her husband is going to go to this this thirsty woman. To look at her horse. Right, well, she knows that that woman hits on, like, she's she's the fucking Frank of this yeah. movie. And we have just a slew of horse-related sex punts. Yeah. Because, well, first of all, Gail, when she's saying goodbye, you know, they're talking about the broodmare. You know, oh, she's expensive broodmare, so's her owner. Uh-huh. 
And he's like, I picked my filly some time ago. Right. You know how females are, darling. Especially when they're pregnant. Or want to be. (laughs) What? I said, if Starlight's undergone some sort of miraculous cure, why did you send for me? Well, I figured you were on your way over here, and besides, I wanted you to look at him. Oh, he belongs to a friend of ours. And Tom and I are thinking of buying him and using him for breeding purposes. Looks young enough. Good line. Good confirmation. Ought to make a fine stud. By the way, where's Tom? Vegas. Fisco. Hello. My Tom's a very busy man. You don't seem to mind. He has his fun. And I, I have mine. You know, then, then we get him with Jessica and she's like, Oh, do you see that other horse over there? Tom and I are thinking of buying him for breeding purposes. <laughs> like, she says it's so trashy. This woman is just predatory. Yeah, she's gross. Yeah, and then we, we just go right to the gangsters raping the hell out of Gale. Oh, yeah. There's there's it's there's no, like, build-up. They're just, like, in her house, like, doing horrible things. Yeah. Also, running... Also, to add to the diabolicalness, that guy's running up there... There's long distance bill too. Yeah, because Slick decides to take a break from the rape and to call home to Hoboken, New Jersey, and he calls his mom. There's this woman screaming in the background, <laughs> and he's like, "Hi, mom. How are you? I'm out with my friends. You know, we got an army guy. He's teaching us judo. And as they're raping this girl, he's like, "Oh yeah, they're good guys." So, um, apparently, like, they're just on a a summer vacation, biking. They're doing, like, some sort of on-the-road thing, but with rape. Yeah. Hello, Mom! Hi. Me. Oh, fine. Well, I'm out west on a, uh, trip. I got two friends. And uh, we have motorcycles of our own now, and one was in the army. He's teaching us army uh, things, judo and camping out. <laughs> He's a good guy. Both, everybody's a good guy, yes. And uh, he, he, he thinks of his mother a lot. Oh yeah, once he slipped, and mom, he called me mother. As soon as the trip's over and the vacation, I'll come home. Okay. Bye. And uh, we don't get to see the rape, thank God. Right. We suddenly just wiped uh, to Doc Corey and Jessica kissing. We're, we're, we're happy this is 1965. We're not showing that stuff yet. Yep, and... um. Yeah, we want to get that until a few more Russ Meyer movies. Yep. <laughs> and two so, years. We'll get there. But yeah. 1955, we're still safe. Jessica and Doc Corey are kissing. And then she's like, let's go up to the house. And he's like, nope. I was just testing you. You're a slut. Goodbye. Yeah, basically. I was curious. And also, you're gross. So yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> and he gets back in his Jeep and goes home. You know, the raping is still going on. Okay, let's see. Yeah, they they tell her, like, you're really going to like what's coming up next, sweetheart. An old Viet Cong procedure. And I have my notes here that Brahmin is a very kissy rapist. (laughs) Yes, we can't show the rape, but we can certainly show forced kisses. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, you you do what you can to imply the the activity, I guess. And then I like, um, Doc Corey, he stops to get gas at the one gas station. Oh, yeah. And the the gas station owner goes to talk horse shit with him. Do you remember having people actually do your, pump your gas for you? I mean, in California, not not outside. Like, cause I know in Oregon they still have to do it by law. But No, never. Ever. I feel like when I was really, really young, like my daughter's age, whatever, five or so, four or five, three, four or five, somewhere in that range. 
I feel like it, I think I feel like someone did it like a couple of times, but it it was definitely on its way out. <laughs> but 1965, he still got a fucker out there pumping his gas. Well, I know one time when I was like out of my usual area, I went to this gas station. And this guy comes out and he's like, hey, you, you pulled into the, the full service. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, I'll pump your gas. I'll clean your window. It costs a little more. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I'll go to self-service. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. We had a full and a self-service line, but I don't, we don't have those anymore. In Oregon, like I said, and I think New Jersey as well, uh, you cannot pump your own gas. I think that's the case for those two states. You probably know better than I do about New Jersey. Oh, I never really stopped there. <laughs> you just le- lived over in that area, so I figured yeah. you might know more than me. But I think I heard New Jersey is like Oregon. But um, anyway, so the 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 gas station guy starts talking about horses, and he's like, you know that that Fannin girl is interested in breeding. <laughs> yeah, they continue the uh, <laughs> they continue the horse innuendo. Yeah, because Dunkory's like, yeah, yeah, you might say that. My note just says, God damn you, Russ Meyer, and your horse sex shit. Just send the gas station guy over there. She seems like she's ready to fuck anything that moves. He can go get some action. But while he's pumping the gas up, Dunkory sees that the, the bikers just blaze through on their, their Vespas. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt bikes. They've obviously I mean, it- finished their rape. I mean, it is the Mojave Desert. A lot of kids drag their dirt bikes out there to, you know, dirt bike. Yeah. But these, these guys apparently have taken these fucking things across the country. And so he's rushing home. Meanwhile, at home, the ambulance is there taking away Gail. Yeah, I thought she was dead at first. So did I. I thought she was dead. But and she's not. The fucking sheriff. This oh, sheriff is played by Russ Meyer. Oh. He lifts up the bottom of the sheet, and he's like, Oh, wow, it looks like they did a job. Those three guys must have had a real good time. Like, uh, that's pretty horrific. Oh, and it gets even worse later. Oh, yeah, he's just a complete shithead. Because Doc Corey arrives, and he's like, My wife, my wife, oh, no. You know, and she get, he gets in the ambulance with her, and he's like, Honey, it's going to be okay. And fucking Sheriff Russ Meyer says, Ah, she'll be fine. Nothing happened to her that a woman ain't built for. Oh, I mean, it's a a little bit more than that. A little bit. <laughs> she took a little bit. I mean, some of it, but yeah, not he, all of it. She just got gang raped by a biker gang, and he's like, that's what vaginas do. But I mean, even ignoring the, the part, she looks, she's been beat within an inch of her life. The, nobody's meant to handle that. So, yeah, um, and then, um, She's like, so did your did your wife know them dudes? You know, he's like victim blaming. And my notes to say, fuck this fucking guy. Because he's going on, he's like, neighbor said they were having a real good party over there. Corey's about to throw the sheriff out of the car. Oh, he is flipping. He's losing his shit. He's like, look, they beat the shit out of her. Does it look like a party? And uh, the sheriff uh, shuts his mouth very quickly when it looks like he's about to be defenestrated through the car door. <laughs> I'm here, Angel. She'll be all right in a week or so. After all, nothing happened to her that a woman ain't built for. Corey, help me, Corey. I'm here, Angel. I'm here. Maddox, was your wife acquainted with three young aces that rode motorbikes? Motorbike? A Mrs. Brewer, a neighbor of yours, called us on a peace disturbance complaint. Claimed that there was a real wild party going on at your place. And then just before I got here, three young toughs took off on their bikes. Any ideas about this? Yesterday in town. Mm-hmm. Three punks. Strangers. They try to get funny mm-hmm. with their. Oh, so that's it. Are you trying to say my wife invited this sheriff? Well, not exactly, but sometimes a woman will encourage. Look at her face! Look at those bruises! Does that look like she was having a party? She was assaulted. Criminally assaulted. Oh, take it easy, Maddox. We'll find those three lover boys. Wait, sheriff, next month? Next year? Whenever you get around to it, maybe? Hi. Corey. They won't get away with it, Angel. They won't get away. <laughs> yeah, and while they're, they're 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 arguing, we suddenly get Haji. Yeah. Has uh I can't remember her name right off the top of my head. Uh did I write it down? I wrote it down probably later. 
I know her husband's name is Harry Boner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Russ Meyer movie. Um, Yeah, that guy. That guy's also special. Oh, yeah. And apparently, well, Harry Boner's this old old guy from the South, and Haji and him are married, apparently. Yeah, I mean, we know we'll, we'll learn why later. Yeah, and for, he, he's for, awful. And they're fighting, and she's like, I need you like a hole in the head! Because she's, she's Cajun. Right. And apparently but, he, he rescued her from a life of prostitution in Bayou Tesh, which I guess is a city in Texas. Okay, I would not know that. I'm That's taking cool the movie's word for it. I didn't actually Google it. I mean, that that makes sense. Oh, it's it's along the Mississippi River. Bayou Tesh. Oh, wait, no, that's a company. Uh, central, South Central Louisiana. Oh, well, that would explain the Cajun-ness. The uh, waterway. Yeah, so not even a city. It's a, it's just a water. There are, there are many um, cities along Bayou Tesh. Oh, so it's like a whole region. Yeah. Okay, but they they're, they're married, but they're they're fighting, and then he gets a flat tire, and it actually plays the sad trombone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I it's like womp womp indeed. <laughs> yeah, and um, he's like, get your keister out here. I might need some help with this. She's like, get it yourself, you busted out mattress. She's like, I'm gonna go piss. She she wanders off. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, and he's just like, damn women, blowing snot rockets everywhere. Oh, fucking women. Ah, women. Like, I think the problem's you, Harry. Well, just don't squat there. Get your keister out of this here car. I may need some help with this old car. Fix it yourself, you busted out, Maltris. I have to take a little walk. I don't give a tinker's damn if you never come back. Damn women. Damn trouble all my life with them. Do it myself. To hell with her. Yeah. Yeah. Most, mostly you, Harry. And so uh, the bikers show up. They're not going to rape Harry. They're just gonna, I mean, like, their plan is just to rob him. I mean, that is... Uh, at least that would have been equal opportunity. Yeah. So I'm going to say might have been better if they had planned At least it would have felt a little less, ironically, less exploitive. And then he's like, "Oh, don't, don't, don't hurt my back, guys. I got a, I got an old war injury." And they're like, "Which war? Cuban American War? Oh no, you were at Valley Forge." <laughs> yeah, they were. They're basically saying he's like. A thousand. <laughs> He's not that old. Come on, guys. She's like, no, I was at Chateau Thierry in World War One. They're like, ah, whatever, and they start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. So Haji is finished taking a dump and wipes her ass and runs over there. Yeah, using the bathroom in one way or another. Yeah, and um, they try to grope her, and she's like, oh fuck no, um. And she's like, you guys are indelicate. One does not ma a lady. And then fucking Harry tries to save his life by saying, hey, hey, fuck my wife instead. Just take her. I don't even want her. Yeah, she's Cajun. You know what they say about them French gals? You know, nothing like them in the sack. Go ahead. Help yourselves, buddy. She don't mind. And then Slick finds a rifle in the truck. And um, he's fucking around with the rifle and just kills Harry. Yep. Just accidentally shoots and shoots Harry. So Haji starts to run off. Uh, Brahmin grabs the gun and just fucking shoots her down. Because no witnesses. And He's not happy with Slick, though. Yeah, oh, he is not happy at all. And Brahmin's like, you fucked everything up. Well, here's what we gotta do. And he shoots up their bikes, just, just takes the gun, blows their bikes away, and they just get in the, get in the truck. So it's no longer a biker movie. Yeah, we now are officially no more no more bikes in this movie. Yep. Also, that Harry is a, a horrible human being, but that motherfucker survived World War One only to die in the middle of the Mojave Desert to some random dirt bikers trying to sell his wife to them. Yep. Not Corey. He's he's cruising the desert trying to find the biker gang because he's out for revenge. I mean, we've 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 just somehow wandered into another rape revenge movie. I yeah, I didn't expect it. 
I mean, maybe we should just expect every movie we watch for the show to somehow devolve into a rape revenge movie. There's one thing I've learned about exploitation as an overarching genre. It's that rape is just low-hanging fruit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have plenty of rape revenge. We don't even need to do rape revenge as a theme. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they just show up (laughs) randomly like this. Yeah, but he finds Haji, whose name is Ruby. That's where my note is. Ruby, that's right. Her name's Ruby. She only got grazed by the bullet. Yeah, and either she had the intuition or the smarts to play dead. Yeah, so he's helping her out, because he's just stumbled upon this, like, homicide scene. Yep. And... He's like, what the hell happened? And she explains, like, oh, my my ancient husband got killed by a gang. And he's like, I know this gang. They raped my wife. You will join me on my revenge quest now. I'm building a party. (laughs) (laughs) Top men and women and other top people. And, um, I mean, you might as well get some revenge for them attempting to rape and kill you. Oh, and, and kill your husband, but yeah. Yeah, and, and we find out that the only reason she married this guy was for a ride to Los Angeles. Yeah, basically just to get out of fucking Bayou Tash. Yeah, and Doc Corey is like, oh, hey, you know, well, I'm going to find your phone and then you can call. She's like, no, uh-uh, I got to go to L.A., so if I have to finish all your, your rape arc here, I'm going to do that. That's right. <laughs> I will join your quest <laughs> in order to make it to L.A. Yeah. Like, I don't care about dead husband. <laughs> and so the yeah, bikers- I mean, nothing, nothing really happened to her, right? Like, you killed her husband, but she doesn't give two shits about that guy. The bikers. He was just the means to it anywhere. The bikers attempted to rape her, but didn't. Yeah. She ran off and got grazed. She got a little bit nicked on the face. She completely fine. Yeah. So the bikers, they go to the gas station, and Dante is paranoid as hell. It's like, it's the same gas station guy. He's made us. We gotta go. And Brahman's like, calm the fuck down. Clam your tits, Dante. And then there's a police siren, and they're like, ah, oh, pump and run, go. <laughs> and they don't miss, they, they miss the, uh, the, the, gas station guy saying, there's a roadblock ahead, where they're looking for three dudes! But they pass Doc Corey and Ruby, and, um, I like how Dante calls him a, a horse croaker. That was the slang of the day. Apparently so. Well, I know the word through Burroughs. Okay, see, I've never heard it before. Yeah, that, uh, the word croaker, it's used a lot in Burroughs' work as, like, some shitty doctor that you can go to for drugs. Oh, okay. That's funny. You know, a croaker was like, Doc, I stubbed my toe. Okay, here's tons of morphine. I like the, when you go down to Tijuana. Yeah. And then there's a line in Requiem for a Dream where the guy tells his mom, he's like, you're making a croaker for speed, ain't ya? <laughs> <laughs> so car chase is happening, and they're like, I thought we killed her. This Rob- is the most boring car chase ever. They're like 60,000 feet from each other, and nobody's gaining yeah. It's like a cruise through the desert. Until the, the, yeah, eventually the bikers, they stop their truck and they just get out with the rifle and start shooting. Right. And the thing is, like, to make a good car chase, right, you need a few things. You need it to be tense and close, and it really helps if there's other vehicles out there to dodge. It's literally just these two assholes <laughs> driving around in the desert. Yeah, and slowly, I, and it's like three minutes long. It's like Manos shit. It's bad. <laughs> I, I just watched Manos the other day too. I think I watched it immediately after this. I watched Manos <laughs> for the not, hell not, of it. I watched Manos for the hell of it. You're a boss, can I say? <laughs> Nothing like padding out a 75 minute film, by the way. Yep. Doc, Corey, and Ruby they get out, and she's like, "You let the bikers get away. How do you finish your your rape revenge quest?" And he's like, "Oh no, they're not going to get far. They're going to the the, the cauldron. Apparently, it's some sort of yeah. like natural crater from hell." Yeah, the, calde- the caldera. Yeah, yeah, and then the rattlesnake bite. <laughs> this fucking scene. <laughs> this scene. So I'm assuming you caught what I caught from this scene. It uh, is a rather erotic, uh, <laughs> rather erotic snake scene. Because he gets bit by a rattlesnake out of nowhere, and then he screams at her, "Cut the fang marks open! You got to suck the poison out!" And he's like grabbing her head and pulling into her leg, going, "Suck it! Suck it! Suck it harder!" 
I literally wrote that's uh, suggestive. Good night! Cut the fang marks open. Cut him, make little X's. Cut him, look at him and do it! Alright, alright, take it easy. Go ahead. Cut the fang mark! Look at it! Two X's! Some more! Some more! Alright, put the knife down. Alright, suck it! Suck out the poison! Suck it! Some more! Some more! Suck it out! Suck it some more! Some more! Spit it out! Spit it out! Some more! I'm like, it's just one really fucking angry blowjob. <laughs> He's bobbing her head up and down. Just suck it! Suck it! Now spit it out. <laughs> I know. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> this scene is so fucked up. I can't tell if it was played purely for, like, some sort of black comedy, or if it's... I have no idea what the fucking point of this is. It is a proxy blowjob. Yeah. Definitely. It's Russ Meyer. This is supposed to be a blowjob. He is, and he's like really fucking angry too. Grabbing her hair to suck it, suck it. <laughs> now that being said, if you're worried about you know <laughs> getting sick and from rattlesnake venom, maybe it might have a somebody needs to get that guy's Snickers though. Yeah, he's like, "Yummy down on this." <laughs> That's right. It's a great song. Yep. But the part where the bridge, it's just him screaming, suck it, suck it. <laughs> That's right. Suck it, 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 If you were a Hindu, I could eat for the dot. Give me down on this, give me down on this. So the, uh, the bikers, their truck breaks down. And Slick is like, I'm gonna go listen to my radio now. And he just wanders away with his radio, and Brahmin just fucking shoots him dead. Yeah, because he just wants to leave the gang. I mean, we've seen this story. We'll see the story. Be- I mean, we've seen it. Yeah. Russ Meyer will use this story beat again in Faster Pussy. Again. And then he shoots the radio because, you know, fuck that radio. <laughs> Finally allowing the music in the movie to not be complete trash. Yeah. I- there's no more music after that radio is shot. So much better than having the radio sh- radio playing the same fucking song over. And then, um... Brahmin's like, are you gonna leave me too, Dante? No, no, man, I'm here with you. I'll and- suck your dick, man. I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll do anything, man. I got these cheeseburgers. Yes, that's right. And then Brahmin's like, we walk now. And then, so they walk into the crater from hell. But meanwhile, Haji and Doc Corey, well, I guess the Venom did get in there, because he is just sick as hell. Yeah, he's not doing so good. So he's, he's asking. Having, he's having that. He's tripping balls like Billy Jack. Yeah. Before he trips the balls, though, he he asks, you know, Ruby, "What's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this?" And she's like, "Oh, I was born, and then I grew up, and you know, I sleep with all the men, and you know." I can't remember. Yeah, she basically just got abused her way as an adult. <laughs> like, just like horrible. It was like fucking some some. Confessions of a trick baby shit. Yeah. And she's like, things happen to a girl all by herself in a big city. Men, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I never took any money, but they wanted to pay anyway, so I let them. I mean... And then she was she was dealing marijuana at some club, and that's how she met Harry. He's, she's like, I married him for the trip to L.A. And she's like, there's your bedtime story, now go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Lake Charles. Big family. Lots of kids and not enough bread. Especially after our breadwinner cut out on us. My father was a wiper on a tanker. One day he'd jump ship in Yucatan. Maybe he had a little senorita down there. Or maybe he was just fed up. I was 17 at the time. And there was a ship's officer. No ordinary white before Tipido. <laughs> anyway, he lived in New Orleans. He said he loved me and wanted to marry me. So, I ran away with him. When we got to New Orleans... He ditched you. Oh no, not lover boy. He offered to put me up an apartment, ever bit as good as his wife's. 
I told him what he could do. And then I tried making it on my own. But things happen to a girl all by herself in the big city. Lots of things. Men, mostly. I never took any money. I mean, some of them were, were halfway decent jobs. They wanted to help, so I let them help. But one day, I just couldn't stand the town anymore. I got as far as the biotish before I ran out of money. That's where I met Harry at some joint I was swinging hash at. He was on his way to L.A. And all of a sudden, it sounded like the promised land. So, he said the I do's and... And I guess you know the rest. <laughs> yeah, pretty grim story, she tells. Yeah, and then, so he goes to sleep. Dante and Brahman are just standing out in the desert like, Where the fuck are they? Like, aren't they coming? <laughs> Cars broken down. They've got like a few shots left in the rifle and no water out in the middle of the desert. Like at this point, Corey could just leave and they would just die of thirst. Yeah, but Brahmin's lost his shit now. And he's telling Dante, he's like, We've got to wait for the chopper. It's coming at 1700 hours. We'll show those commie bastards. Yeah, he is uh, now completely back in Nam. It's in his head. And then, uh, meanwhile, now now Doc Corey is tripping balls. And he's like, I'm freezing, it's so cold! And so she gets under the covers with him. You know, I guess it works. He goes back to sleep, but that's when uh, Dante has decided to fuck off. Right, because even he doesn't want to deal with the crazy that is Brahmin at this point. Yeah, and he he stumbles upon the truck, and Ruby wakes up and confronts Dante. So he starts threatening her. He's like, I'm going to have to kill you now. I don't want to, you're a real groovy chick. You'd be a gas. Because <laughs> 1965. Yeah, and she goes, Oh, you don't want to kill me. You want to make love to me. And she just takes her top off. I mean, <laughs> probably how she's protected herself many times in her life. Yeah, so he gets on top of her, and he's doing his rapey thing, and she's like, Oh, God, no, it's terrible. And um, she's, like, reaching for a knife to kill him. The whole time, Doc Corey is just fucking tripping balls. Yeah, Corey can't do anything. He is literally, like, completely fucked up by this venom. So, like, during this whole, like, rape scene, Doc Corey is just screaming, Angel! My angel! I love you, angel! Yeah. So she gets the knife, and she just, well, she she kills him. Yeah, the knife that he had used to cut the fang marks. Yeah, and Doc Corey is just, like, laughing and moaning. He's having some weird-ass sex hallucination under this tree. He knows what's going on with him. And then he finally wakes back up the next day, just just well again. And he's like, hey, you saved my life. Now I'm gonna go kill the people that raped my wife. But the one guy left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the other two are dead at this point. Yeah, well, my note here said two down, one to go, and then literally once I stopped typing that, Doc Corey goes, two down, one to go. Yeah, yeah I mean, he didn't have to take out the... <laughs> Brahmin killed one of them, and then, and then, and then Ruby, and then Ruby took, care, took care of the second one. Yeah, so they go out to the uh, the, 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 the cauldron. Yep. Brahmin is just fucking crazy out there, and he's just firing down on them with the rifle. Uh, Doc Corey tries to be like, the girl's hurt! She needs a doctor! And he's like, you commies! You fucking Viet Cong people! And I'm like, right. he's in Nam land! It's, it's Texas Chainsaw 2! Yeah. <laughs> ah, Nam land. Yeah. Yeah, he is in Nam land. He's off in Nam land, and um... We actually do get music here. We get this, like, military drum that plays during the whole scene. Still better than the shitty blues riff that played 40,000 times on Slick's tape. Yeah. The same riff over and over and over again. So Brahman screams something about a grenade, and that's like a light bulb moment for, for Doc Corey. He's like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of fucking dynamite here. Yeah, Deus Ex Dynamite. Yep. So he just starts setting up this dynamite, and he goes through quite a few matches before he finally gets this fuse lit. Probably not 
scripted that way. Probably just actually had trouble getting <laughs> And he throws the, this lit dynamite while Brahmin is just like marching around and singing. Yeah. He's like, when the war is over, we will all enlist again. Walks right into the dynamite and blows himself the fuck up. And um, so Hanji's like, you know, Ruby's like, is it over? Yeah, it's over. You're going to do all right in L.A. Let's go. <laughs> she got shot, by the way. She did, but she's doing fine. Apparently she's fine now. And then uh, the credits start, and the big first big credit is, big special thanks to Toyota Land Cruisers. They do still make those today. Yeah, the whole movie was just one big ad for Toyota Land Cruisers. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Which were the Jeeps. Both characters had Jeeps that were Toyota Land Cruisers. And oh god, this movie. So, <sighs> Brahmin. Brahmin? I think... He's a shitty guy. I wonder, though, in the context of 1965, people were more sympathetic to him because Vietnam being an active thing. Yeah. Being like, man, this guy was, you know, fucked up. The protests were just kicking off, though. So there was a little more pity towards vets then. Now, now it's it's just an Uncle Sam situation. This guy was probably never had any humanity to begin with. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he doesn't deserve the, probably didn't deserve the PTSD, but he probably was a sociopath before. There's tons of Vietnam women, Vietnamese women with half-Brahmin babies because of this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And not, obviously not every Vietnam vet goes home and just starts, like, raping people. Yeah. So, I think he was a sociopath before, it just didn't help. And then he, he got tied up with a, with a gang of sycophants that would just go along with whatever wild thing he wanted. Dante literally had no personality other than random Italian-American stereotype. Slick. Slick. Slick, what's Slick's story? Like, what the fuck's he doing? He's just like this dude from Jersey. He's like, hey, I'm going to hang out with these random assholes I think he's- and listen to my tape. I think he might be uh, touched. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's a bit touched. He's he's a bit autistic, the way he just holds that radio and clings to it like Linus's security blanket. Yeah, I think he got a bad shake in this. I think he got kind of caught up in something that he didn't know he was getting caught up into. Yeah, because Slick really is not into the rape stuff. He's not really involved in anything. He's just kind of there. Yeah, he's just going along. Like, he calls his mom in the middle of a rape just to say, Hey, mom, how you doing? I'm not convinced he really understands what's going on. Yeah. he He's a tragic character. But basically you- the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. I was just going to say, for... This basically... It's movie's okay. It's short. Yeah. Um, it's an hour it's and bas- 13 minutes. <laughs> it's basically, like, prototype Faster Pussycat, right? It's pretty much the same themes. It's pretty much the same, like, story beats. It's got one of the same actors in it. Well, the movie... Um, Except Faster Put the Catch is better. Yeah, the movie did great at the box office. And uh, Russ Meyer's like, let's do the same movie, but with girls. And that, that's literally what it is, but he made a, he made, at least he improved on his work. Oh, yeah. Faster Put the Catch good. Yeah, he definitely improved on the vibe. So this is like a proof of concept for Faster Pussycat, essentially. Yeah. Where do you put it on the coffee scale? Um, well, it's not, it's not, it's not 12 p.m. Uh, 12 p.m. Yeah. It's not midnight truck. lobster truck. <laughs> no, it's not that. I wouldn't even say it's like 9 p.m. Like, it's probably, probably, no, it's probably, I, I'd probably take the 9 p.m. coffee. I'd place it around there too. It's it, it's borderline, right? Like, I think if I hadn't seen Faster Pussycat first and know that there's essentially just a better version of this movie, I might have been a little kinder to it. But because this feels more like a prototype than like a complete complete cohesive movie, yeah. I think it, it kind of goes into the nine p.m. territory. I mean, um, Alex Rocco does a great job as Doc Corey. Yeah, and Haji's Haji's pretty good. Haji's great. Yeah, I don't think any of the acting is particularly bad. But the script is pretty pretty meh. Yeah, pretty mid script, and like I said, it's just it's kind of inconsistent, and it doesn't it doesn't work as well as another movie made very shortly after, which is essentially the same story. Yeah, um, by the same guy, Russ Myers. 
character is absolute cringe, though. I think he's just playing himself. Oh, God, he probably is. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's Motor Psycho. It's... Even though we only had motor motorcycles for, like, a third of the movie. Yeah. Well, our bonus feature is uh, motorcycles galore. Yeah. We thought this was going to be a motorcycle exploitation film. What we got was a rape revenge movie with some motorcycles thrown in in the first third. Yeah. Whoops. Well, yeah, it's like when we picked Supervan for a car movie. God. Um, Fucking Supervan. Supervan had, there's nothing, nothing redeemable about Supervan. But yeah, that was Motorcycle. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends, help get the word out. Check out more episodes on our website, www.exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at exploititpodcast or on Twitter at podcastexploit. Oh, it's not Twitter anymore, is it? Oh, no. Didn't they rename it something random? X. Yeah, X. that's right. X is going to give it to you. Yeah. Follow us on X. At Podcast Exploit. Or you can also join our Exploited Discord, because X is terrible. X is pretty terrible. Or contact us at exploitedpodcast at gmail.com. So, our bonus is a uh, Corman-produced biker film called Angels Die Hard. Quality filmmaking. Oh, yeah. that, that That's our next, you know, chef's kiss of a movie, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, and then next week we get some bullies getting revenge. So we will catch you then. <laughs>